I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. And welcome. You are locked on Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And oh boy, what a game the Dallas Mavericks just played. I mean, if you can call it that, Dallas Mavericks lose to the New York Knicks. Oh boy, here we go. 117 to 109, Dallas Mavericks lose. Luka Doncic does not look like himself, but still puts up 22 and 19 in the game. Uh, But the big story, this one, Julius Randle, Dallas native. How many times can we say on Twitter and wherever that Julius Randle's a Dallas native? He's from Dallas. He's back in Dallas in the AAC. He's going to put up points. Well, he looked absolutely unstoppable in this game. Uh, Maxi Kleba, just no answer. Dorian Finney-Smith, no answer. He Julius Randle's on another level in this one. Started off three of three from three, and so then all of a sudden you have to respect him from three. And so then what Julius Randle does is kind of what Luka Doncic does. He just bullies you and bully ball. And whenever you have somebody that you have to respect their three ball, and he hit the first three of his threes, and so you're like, okay, I have to respect him now. You run out to contest, and then all of a sudden he's a good ball handler. He's got quick feet. He's always had that since he's been drafted. He just drives right at you. And then he has this little, like, mid-range shots and just all kinds of stuff he was hitting. He was in his bag. I mean, 44 points, 10 boards, 7 assists. Absolutely dominating game against him. And, like, Kristaps Porzingis, man, like, defensively, you got to have another answer. Like, I, I keep reading and seeing some stuff about how Christoph Porzingis used to be this. You know, the reason why they called him the unicorn was because he could hit threes and he was, you know, a really good shooter, but he also was incredible on defense. And, man, like, we just have not seen that player since he's come to Dallas at all. Like, not even very – like, not even glimpses of it, which is just insane. But Julius Randle, the big story of this one – he was just absolutely incredible. There's not really much else you can say about him. He was playing bully ball. He was hitting his shots. His shots were falling. And he wanted it more. He wanted it more than this Dallas team. If he wanted to do it because he was in Dallas, that's a great motivator. If he wanted to do it to, you know, Dallas didn't necessarily go after him in 2019 when they could have. Uh, and we weren't super high on the Mavericks going after Julius Randle at that point. And now it looks kind of bad that they didn't go after him at that point. And so maybe he wanted a revenge game. Nerlens Noel, a little bit of a revenge game as well. We'll talk about him in just a little bit. But Julius Randle, absolutely insane in this one. And he's been, he was an all-star this year, a deserving all-star. Uh, some people are talking about him for All-NBA. It's probably a little too far. There's just too many good players in the NBA for, all, for him to make All-NBA or even get some votes. But he'll probably get a couple. Um, and he played 40 minutes. He played a lot. RJ Barrett played 46 minutes in this game. The Knicks want these games. I guess it's t- I guess it's Tom Thibodeau though, so they're gonna play 40-ish minutes no matter what. I guess I haven't really looked at their their minutes recently, but yeah, the Knicks side of it. A couple other things from the Knicks side. RJ Barrett, man, he's looking like a player. His his rookie year was kind of rough, and now we're starting to see him turn into something really good. 24 points, eight boards in this, and like he has. He has such physicality. He has an NBA body, and he had that coming out, but he's now starting to learn how to use it. He's doing the Luka-type stuff where he'll bully ball too, right? So you have Julius Randle bully ball, you have have R.J. Barrett bully ball, and the Mavs just don't defend against that well. They have 
you know, Maxi tries and Maxi is 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 thick, but for like not against a guy like Julius Randle, that just doesn't work. And uh, Dorian and Josh Richardson just get pushed around by that too. And if you know, somebody like JJ Reddick's on RJ Barrett, he just gets pushed completely out of the way and all that. So RJ Barrett though in this game, he played 46 minutes, 46 minutes, two minutes. He basically sat out in this one. Um, and again, finished with 24 points. He was a plus 12, the highest besides Derrick Rose. Uh, and Derrick Rose came off the bench, 15 points for him, five assists, plus 14 off the bench. Those lineups where it was Derrick Rose and a little bit of R.J. Barrett, and then Luka was off the floor, were awful. Were awful for the Mavs. They were just absolutely terrible, the bench units. Uh, Jalen Brunson finished with a minus 20. They just could not get anything going. And this is something that I have been tracking since the beginning is when Luka Doncic is off the court and KP is on the court. And I, ironically enough, I tweeted out today that the Mavs finally got that lineup with Kristaps Porzingis on the court and Luka off the court. It finally got over to a plus, a positive net rating points per hundred possessions, um, you know, minus points allowed per hundred possessions. They finally got to, to a positive back in February. It was a minus 21.5. Points per 100 possessions allowed more than um, than they are, are, are scoring. Then in March, it was a negative 7.9. Still really, really bad. Not as bad as February, though. In April, On April 1st, it was a minus 1.4. Again, this is the difference between points per 100 possessions allowed and points per 100 possessions scored. And finally, on April 16th, before this Knicks game, it was a plus 0.9. It's one game, but that number might go back down to a negative because of how bad they were in this game when Luka was off the court. Everyone else besides Luka in the starting lineup was a, was minus, and they're plus minus. Luka was a plus five, and J.J. Redick was a plus six, and that's basically because of that run that they went on a little bit there in the fourth. And so, But that lineup has to be better. And honestly, Porzingis has to be better. He's put up solid numbers, and he did it again kind of in this game. 23 points, 12 boards, two blocks in this one. But three turnovers for him, that's too many. Uh, eight of 20 from the field, got to be better than that. He's got to, especially if Luka's not going to bring it scoring-wise, and he didn't. He only had 22 in this game. Seven of 16 for Luka. Only took 16 shots because the Knicks' defense was really good on him. They did a great job on him. They were physical. This is a really physical Knicks team. I talked about R.J. Bear, talked about Julius Randle. Reggie Bullock was getting in Luka's ear and you know chirping at him. He was getting physical. Uh, Nerlens Noel not necessarily physical, but Taj Gibson really really physical player, and uh, you know those guys basically just just getting up on him, staying up on Luca, and uh, Art, Reggie Bullock basically mirrored Luca's minutes the whole game, and so Luca didn't have it. His legs just there's something about Luca's legs too. Um, Brian Sutterer, doc, you know doctor that's been on this podcast a couple of times. Had a couple had a, a note before the game that Luca was getting some kind of rap that has to do with some kind of like nagging knee injury. That there's a certain kind. Go look at his tweets. It's it's at b underscore Sutterer, I think. And uh, I don't want to speak for it because I could not explain it. But something going on with Luca's legs, and it's probably just him being tired. We saw Donovan Mitchell get hurt in the game, you know, earlier in the day, which is a really weird like afternoon game for the Jazz. But Donovan Mitchell, another guy that went down. Not sure what that injury is going to be all about, but. This season has been brutal for a lot of guys, like really, really brutal. And so I think we're starting to finally see the and it hasn't. It wasn't just this game against the Knicks. I'm not like trying to make an excuse for Luca against this Knicks team. They did a good job on defense, but we're starting to see like Luca. The last couple of games has just not been the same. Like shot against Memphis aside, this last stretch that the Mavs have gone through has been really bad. It's been really tough for them. Uh, they lost to Houston. 
And Luca scored 23 points in that game, was 9 of 26 from the field. They lost to San Antonio, lost to Philly. That was a rough one. And that Memphis game was rough. Um, Luca scored decently well in those games, but uh, his three-point shot hasn't been going down as much as it has been recently. Um, and his legs just don't seem to be under him. And this is where his conditioning starts to catch up, especially in a season like this, especially in a season where everything is condensed Games are matter more. He's playing more minutes. He's playing 35 minutes a night compared to 33.6 minutes a night last season. And we thought he played a lot last season. So it's all starting to catch up on him. And I know you guys are so frustrated when Luca sits back-to-backs, but I think it's the right call. I think it's just the right call for this team, for him to sit back-to-backs. And maybe some other times, too, because... Some of these guys are going down. Jamal Murray we saw go down. We saw, you know, Diamond Mitchell go down with some of these injuries. And so I think the Mavs have been playing it right. And he Luca might need another rest here because he just not did not look himself. The passing still is there, right? I mean, incredible passing night for Luca. 19 assists for him. 19 assists and three turnovers. Like an absolutely incredible passing night for Luca. It's usually the opposite, right? Usually we're talking about it the other way around where Luca's passing is is completely off and he has like he finishes with what three assists and his scoring is fine he'll score what 25 30 points and then the the Mavs played bad because Luca just wasn't able to get everyone else going passing wise but in this game he was able to do that just wasn't able to get the scoring down if, it, if Luca scored at a Luca rate then the Mavs probably would have won this game and stole it from the Knicks but they didn't uh, coming up, let's get into some more of this game. couple of things that, to, of note. There was just some weird ref stuff in this game. And, uh, man, uh, just a couple of moments we got to get to. Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, you got to talk about Jalen Brunson a little bit. I know we're kind of trending negative, but it's the way that the maps have been trending. So we got to talk about that. And then Josh Richardson, we called him out a little bit, and I thought he had a bounce-back game. So we'll talk about him coming up. But before we do, got to talk about Built Bar. BuiltBar.com, that gets your uh, protein bar. tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. I had one today. I had the coconut brownie chunk. I'm savoring those because they're not available on the website right now. But what is available on the website is a lot of good stuff still. They have the cherry barcia. Those are really good. We like those a lot. The mint brownie is is undefeated. That one's great. The uh, raspberry I also like. The cookies and cream people seem to like a lot. Peanut butter brownie, absolutely incredible. For example, that cookies and cream bar people like 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar. They're great. They're good for you. They're covered in 100% chocolate. It's basically a chocolate bar that's low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. A low-sugar candy bar is, I mean, it sounds disgusting, right? It sounds like sugar-free gum, but they're really, really good. I can attest. This whole network can attest. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. All right, guys. Let's get into some more about this game. Nerland's Noel. He may not have got the huge contract from the Mavs, but he stuffed Dorian Finney-Smith. In just this, like the most disrespectful way, <laughs> right at the rim, he went for it, and Dorian could have totally dunked on his face, but Nerlens went for it, and he totally just blocked Dorian at the height, the height of his dunk too, absolutely wild. And then Knicks went crazy, and this Knicks team, every time they play the Mavs, they get up for it. It's got to be some some things about the trade. There's got to be other things in there that uh, you know that that matter for this Knicks team. Thibodeau probably gets them all up for for games like this. And uh, man, they were hyped. They were hyped after this, and it's just not something we're seeing from this Mavs team. That same kind of energy, and uh, they have a, also a lot of young guys that have energy like that uh, on the bench that they get up, that they're excited for. They're they're all you know 
pulling for each other, it feels like. And this is the second game that the Knicks have kind of done that and the Mavs haven't that they've played this season. Uh, other things in this game, Jalen Jalen Brunson has just been rough. Like he His shots... It's not just that the shots he's taken are not going down. He's been rough the last this last stretch. Uh, you want to talk about how how important Jalen Brunson is for the Mavs? He's had a really rough go at it the last couple of of games, and the Mavs have had a rough go at it the last couple of games. It's kind of coinciding with it. He's down under sixty percent from two point range for the season. He's just been uh, not the same. That Houston game, he had fourteen points. He was pretty good in that one, uh, but since then. He's shooting just 35% from the floor, 25% from three. And in this game, he was three of nine from the floor, missed both of his three-point shots, Didn't have only had one assist. He was a minus 20, like I said, which isn't all his fault, but it's it, it shows what the team was doing while he was on the court, and that was those bench lineups. Uh, he's just not getting the same kind of shots off. And the shots that he is getting off, he's forcing. The Mavericks really, really struggled with refs in this game, and the refs were just really confusing. Um, just fouls that should have been fouls. Kristaps Porzingis had two and one plays that were called fouls on the floor that were not called shooting fouls. Just really, really confusing stuff. And I honestly think it got in the Mavs' head. And that's when a young team has to get over it. I think I think we saw J.J. Redick a little bit in this game, kind of like trying to shake the cobwebs out of the Mavs. Just say, hey, guys, let's focus. Let's get into this game. Let's actually play basketball. Let's not worry about this. Let's just you know play through it. And I feel like Carlisle recognized that and he started to play JJ Moore down the stretch. JJ Redick almost played did he play the whole fourth quarter? It seemed like JJ Redick played almost the whole fourth quarter because he was out there a lot. He played 11 minutes in the fourth quarter. Almost the whole thing. He hit two threes, which are crucial. He had three rebounds. He had an insane like the only <laughs> the only shooting foul the Mavs got was JJ Redick in transition against one-on-one against Reggie Bullock and he did a fake like he did a pump fake and then turned around like 360 and they called the foul when he was turned away from the basket. So Porzingis doesn't get it on, doesn't get an and one on a putback, but JJ Reddick gets one on like a spin around, not looking at the basket, like BS transition shot, just very strange stuff. Uh, and the Knicks weren't getting calls either. Like like RJ Barrett was getting hammered all over the place and he wasn't getting foul calls either. Julius Randle kind of has that shack thing where he just gets beat up too, because he's such a physical player. Uh, but R.J. Barrett had 18 shot attempts, and he only took five free throws. Like He should have had a couple more, I think, too. Um, I wanted more Alfred Payton drives, by the way, <laughs> if I was the Mavs. Alfred Payton was rough in this game, and I have no idea. He had, he finished with six points, seven boards, six assists. Like he, His passing was okay, but he uh, did not look great, and I know Knicks fans are very frustrated anytime he plays. So Jalen Brunson, we mentioned him. He's been rough. His the shots that he's taking, it seems like they're rushed. Oh, this it goes back to my point about the refs. Uh, the Mavs are getting frustrated about the refs, and so Jalen Brunson would just try to barrel in some of the stuff we we saw from him at the beginning of the season. He wasn't patient with his shot. He would just barrel into the paint and try to just throw something up. And it's just not the same shots. It's not the same patience. It's not the same timing that we saw from him in the middle of this stretch where he was shooting really well and there people were starting to write articles about him, get excited about him, say that he was, you know, so important again, and now we're starting to see him revert to some of that stuff back to the beginning of the season that he was doing that had, you know, fans tweeting like to shoot him into the sun. <laughs> it's some of the stuff from Jalen Brunson we're starting to see. And his vision has to improve too. 
Uh, it really showed in this game. There's just some times he missed Porzingis on some passes. He missed some shooters on passes. And he just has – he sort of has tunnel vision sometimes and goes straight for the rim. Um, J.J. Redick, we mentioned him a little bit, but I thought he brought good stuff to the Mavs. And I, I think he's, his role is going to get bigger. He struggles on defense, obviously, but I think his role for the Mavs is going to get a little bigger. Josh Richardson, last thing I want to get into is Josh Richardson. He – had kind of a bounce back game, 6 of 12. He had some really, really good hustle plays in this game. 14 points, 4 assists, 4 boards, 2 steals, 2 blocks in this one. And I, he hit two threes, which was were really crucial. I think that he had a really good bounce back game. It's when you start seeing some of this, the hustle plays from Josh Richardson, the, the trying to get everybody involved, and then he hits a couple of shots. That's what you're going to get from Josh Richardson. I know we talked yesterday about how we're disappointed in what he's bringing, but if this is who he is, then this is then this is a positive game for him, right? I'm not trying to like raise the expectation any more than what it was. So I thought this was a good game from Josh Richardson. The defense was as good as it can be against a you know a guy like R.J. Barrett with the, just the physicality that he can do. Uh, it, I guess it could be better. The Mavs do need to upgrade that spot. It's not like you know I'm, I'm not saying that, but for what Josh Richardson is, I thought it was a good game from him. Uh, I mentioned Christoph Porzingis. One, I guess, one more thing. I'm the one more thing king today. Christoph Porzingis got to be better against the Knicks at some point, right? Is it part of the trade that he's just not good against the Knicks? <laughs> he did, like I said, he finished with 23 points, but eight of 20 from the floor. He's got to be able to get his shot off in a in a in a different way. And the physicality really messed with him too. I thought they were doubling him. They were, you know. Coming at him, they were getting right up in his face. And some of the and one stuff got in his head, too, that he didn't get shooting fouls, didn't get to the free throw line as often. He should have had probably 10 free throws in this game, and he only got five. And so some of that stuff was getting in his head. It got in this whole team's head. And it this team has to grow up. You got to grow up, especially against a team like the Knicks. They play really great defense. They're really physical. They really get in your face. They really are excited when they beat the Mavs. They're on a five-game winning streak for the first time in like a decade almost, <laughs> which, is, which is like a crazy self-own. I saw a couple of Knicks fans tweet out, first five-game or first five or six-game winning streak since like Raymond Felton played for the Knicks. I'm like, what an incredible self-own to tweet that out, to say that your team's been trash for that long. <laughs> I found that funny. Uh, Knicks are, are they're, they're winning the night. Good for them. They have a good team finally. But I thought that was a funny cell phone. We'll be back on Monday with all kinds of stuff. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.